Hello everyone and welcome to Healthy State of Mind. This is a segment dedicated to educating you on all things wellness and well-being. I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, clinical psychologist with Optioner Health, and I'm sitting here with my fabulous co-host, <laughs> Caitlin. How are you? Hi, Dr. Murray. I'm good. Want to introduce yourself to the people? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I'm a digital content specialist here at Optioner. All right. Today we'll be talking about a very important topic. As we approach the holidays, things can get a little tough the season itself. So we'll be talking about battling and how to battle the holiday blues and what that all means. What do you think of that? I think that I am ready for this episode. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Have you ever dealt with sort of this holiday blues? You know, that's that's a phrase we hear a lot, the blues, the blues, especially in American society. What do you think of it? Yeah, I have. Um, I think it, you know, when you're a child, the holidays are so magical mm-hmm. and exciting and it can still stay that way, but it changes the older that you get, right. especially with life stresses. Grief plays a huge role in it. Some yeah. family members aren't with us anymore or family drama, things like that. So, yeah. And we've had this new thing in the past few years, this thing called what shall not be named, mm-hmm. COVID-19, mm-hmm. <laughs> that's had sort of a widespread effect on all society. So that's a really new thing. So I've been getting a lot of people coming in, how to manage isolation, loneliness through the holidays, which is an added stressor um, whenever we're coming up on talking about holiday blues. Mm -hmm. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about was what is depression and how that can differ for certain people from general loneliness and from what we call the holiday blues. Okay. So I'll start first with depression. Depression itself or sad mood or depressed mood can come as a response naturally to something that's eliciting depression. So when we mention depression, we're not necessarily talking about clinical depression, talking about sadness and response mood. But when we speak of clinical or something called major depressive episode, we're talking about diagnosable depression. This is when all things could be going right in the world and you still can't pull yourself out of it. And you've tried a lot of different things. You've done a lot of different things, but there is there are things going on within you that is beyond depressed mood. Okay. Did you know a person can have depression without having depressed mood? What? <laughs> <laughs> Remember when we're talking about clinical depression? Yes. There are a number of symptoms. Depressed mood is just one of them. Okay. What are some other symptoms? So the two top ones that you would need to have to be diagnosed with major depression or a major depressive episode or disorder. One would have to be depressed mood, but the other would have to be loss of interest in usual activities. So a person can present to you and many ways and have depressed mood, just depending on who they are, how they express emotion and how it manifests in them. So if you don't have depressed mood, but you have a loss of interest in usual activities that can't get going, that not finding, I just, I'm not interested. Sex counts too. Mm -hmm. Doing activities with others, getting out of the house, the things you used to do that brought you joy, you just don't want to engage in them anymore. Yeah. So you can have simply that, without depressed mood and other symptoms. Okay. Right. Other symptoms include loss of concentration. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Not saying because you have people, one of these things that you have depression, you know, talk to a professional provider 
don't proceed to the internet. But if you're <laughs> feeling anything like this, seek out help. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, irritability could be one to just kind of a short, just oh, can't get with it. You know, just some people set you off. You're like, oh, I just can't look at him in my face. Mm -hmm, right. Mm -hmm. Worthlessness or guilt. Like feeling worthless? Feeling worthless. Okay. Or guilt. Yeah. Guilty feelings. Also shame or helplessness, hopelessness, right? So just the worthlessness, guilt is like, oh, everything I do is just doesn't matter. That's what I mean. Mm -hmm. Or oh, I'm mm, sometimes it's that, right? Yeah. Sometimes you can't even verbalize. You just know the feeling. Right. Sleep problems. Now they can go either way. Sleeping too much, call hypersomnia, or not sleeping enough, insomnia. And people can swing back and forth. So the quintessential idea of depression is somebody feeling down, laying in the bed all day, not eating. Not really. So you can have insomnia. You can't get to sleep. You can't stay asleep. Sleep is not fulfilling to you, right? Mm -hmm. um, thoughts of self-harm is a big one. Not everybody has them, though. Some people can have these blatant, what we call active suicidal ideations, which is, I want to kill myself. But some people can have what we call passivity, passive ideations. Wonder what it would like if I wasn't here. Is that more like a, a fleeting thought than like ruminating over or like making a, a plan? So plan is separate. Okay. So it can be fleeting or transient or it can be a ruminating thought if I wasn't here anymore, if I wasn't here anymore. But active and passive is where I would go with that. Mm -hmm. See our segment on suicidality and suicide awareness, people. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so it depends. Some people also feel like, you know, just a lack of will to live. That's not necessarily active suicidality with a plan or intention to kill oneself, but it's more <sighs> for what? Right? right. I'm getting up for what? Right. Mm -hmm. So everything that we're talking about now are signs of major depressive. Clinical depression. Clinical depression. Right. Which would, it, it can come in various ways. Okay. And another one too is eating. Some people undereat or overeat. So all of these things, and this list isn't exhaustive. These are the highlights that I want to, to pop. When people experience something like the holiday blues, they can have one or more of these. Now they may have clinical or major depression, but they may just be battling the blues. Just more of these, this loneliness, this, oh, I'm not going to get anything out of it. So why am I doing it? Right. They can also experience the loss of interest or the depressed mood, but that doesn't necessarily mean they have a major depressive disorder. They could, mm -hmm. but it could be different. Okay. Especially if it's situational, right? So if it's only related to holidays. Yeah. If they get this feeling simply around the holidays, that's quite different than what we would call a major depressive disorder. Because major depressive disorder has to be around for at least two weeks without uh, okay. relenting, without letting up. Okay. The other one may come around with certain situations um, around the holidays. It lets up and it only comes back around these times. Right? Some situations that are kind of coming to mind that mm -hmm. I could, I'm going, I want to ask if these are what could maybe trigger someone to have like a, a situational depression. Situ mm -hmm. Situational depression. So loneliness for sure. And I have a question that I want to ask you about that mm -hmm. later. Mm -hmm. Loneliness, maybe um, uh, the time change, could be. like darker 
it, the sun sets earlier, Could seasonal be. depression. Mm -hmm. um, for me, expectation mm -hmm. can usually cause feelings of disappointment mm -hmm. within myself. So like right. if I have a certain, and this is kind of like for really any type of major event, but especially right. for the holidays, like I think that media, Mm -hmm. um, comparing our lives to what other people's lives look like, mm -hmm. what traditional families are supposed to be mm -hmm. or like a family structure, right. having certain expectations for the holidays mm -hmm. and then not having those play out in your life exactly how right. you think they should be. Right, right. So it, it's that inherent, like you said, that worthlessness, that guilt that we mentioned. Right. So if you are not reaching what we call the clinical significance of a major depression, it could be situational. I use these words interchangeably, pop culture and um, medical practice. It's called adjustment disorder as well. Adjustment disorder? Adjustment disorder. Okay. It's basically situational and adjustment. It's when okay. something happens and your response to it is with depression or depressed, depressive type symptoms. Mm -hmm. And we also have just general depression unspecified. We can't, we don't know. It's just coming up in us or it, doesn't have all of the symptoms, but some of them. Mm -hmm. That's still depression, but it's not your major or clinical depression. Okay. Right. Okay. Some people also have persistent depression. That is for two years or more, they've had this low mood, just this under the cusp. I like to describe it in pop culture like the Eeyore. Right. Mm -hmm. How he was always in that way. It's persistent depressive disorder. And we actually treat different types of depression that can be treated differently. Mm -hmm. For a person who's dealt with major depression on and off their whole lives, the approach, depending on the provider or the therapist, might be different than someone who's having situational depression, like in response to loss of a job, mm -hmm. right? In response to a health change in response to moving some sort of life change or life stressor or in response to the holiday season right. or grief. Mm -hmm. So you can still experience this depressed mood, but where the etiology or where it's coming from, what's causing it can drive the treatment. Okay. Right. What are some things that we can do in the midst of the holiday season or like leading up to the holiday season mm -hmm. to kind of try to alleviate mm -hmm. depression or how can we make ourselves feel better right you know what what do we do what do we do so a couple of things too is that we some people's depression can be entirely physical in the body can't get going fatigue so if someone is experiencing that we have to jumpstart their system right? It's called behavioral activation. It's this concept like jumping the battery. Okay. The battery is lower dead and you can't wait for it to come on to start the car. We have to jumpstart it. Mm -hmm. So isolation begets depression. It's a circle. How depression eats essentially is with this isolation. It's essentially, it's craving you to be isolated. But depression is a big daunting thing. Because it has multiple symptoms, multiple things. So what's the first thing we can break? The isolating. The isolation. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. So then maybe if we're feeling hesitant to go to like a holiday party. Do it anyway. Then go. Just Nike it. 
Just <laughs> Nike it. Just, just do, do it. it. Oh my gosh. Okay. Just do it. And if Ooh. you're feeling sad, do it sad. Do it sad. If you're feeling afraid, do it afraid. If you're feeling fatigued, do it fatigued. Because you know on the outcome, it can only help you to be there because we got to jumpstart the battery. Battery can't jumpstart. Your isolation battery can't jumpstart until you do something. We cannot wait for you to feel better. We cannot wait for you to want to do it to do it. Because remember, loss of interest in activities is a symptom. Yeah. The technical term is anhedonia. Okay. Right? We can't wait for you to feel better because you're still in a cycle. Do it anyway. That reminds me of something that my therapist told me mm -hmm. um, about like, do it afraid, do it sad, yep. do it fatigued. Yep. She says, Caitlin, I, I sometimes struggle with showing up if I'm not feeling 100%. Mm -hmm. So if I am super fatigued one day or if I am feeling sad, like yeah. maybe I don't want to go have tacos with my friends because I'm like, no, well, I'm not going to be like the best version of me. Mm -hmm. She says to show up anyway in the world and show up authentically as you. Yep. Because in that moment, that's brave for you. And you will fill up. And you will fill up. And also it kind of helps to show other people in your life or teach them to love you as you are. Right. Now I will say, conversely, if the situation won't do what we're intending it to do, to jumpstart the battery, then don't do it. I was going to ask yes. a follow-up question to that about maybe family dynamics around family the holidays. Family dynamics around the holidays. So you're balancing. You want to engage, but if the situation is going to make you worse, then you reevaluate length of time. <laughs> right. Like <laughs> when maybe you, you go, just pop who in. you go see, maybe you pop in and out. Yeah. You go show your face because there's that one cousin you want to see, mm -hmm. that one auntie you want to see, and you avoid the others. You keep up your boundaries. Right. Which we have an episode about that. Yep. Everyone should go watch it. Boundaries. About boundaries. Right. Yeah. And, and knowing you. So handy. it is a balance. So if you're like, well, I don't want to go to that place that people are going to talk about me, they're going to question me, ask me things, it's not. To go to that place is to go somewhere when you're not feeling the best is to be around people who give you the things and you don't even have to say anything. So let's say behavior activation can be if you're spending time at home all day, that begets isolation. The walls start closing. You, you, you can't get up and go. Go sit in a coffee shop. Mm -hmm. Go get something to eat. Go sit in your car at the lake or the park mm -hmm. and eat your meal there mm -hmm. safely. Mm -hmm. Um so that is all. It's just changing your routine to do something that can give you a oomph, that can give you, that can jumpstart that battery. Yeah. That begins to break the cycle of depression and isolation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I think that that's beautiful. And it's like what's coming up for me right now is just one, self-advocacy mm -hmm. for your needs, mm -hmm. but two, also just knowing who you are. Right. You know, as I sit here, like I'm 31 years old, I am a different person today than I was when I was... 24 right. or 25 and, your and needs are different. my needs are different and i think like at at the core of all of these issues especially around the holidays i mean we all have that one family member that we're just like don't even look at right. me we all do right and we all have situations that make us anxious right um expectations like i said i think like just knowing who you are what you need mm -hmm. maybe you don't need to go to the big holiday gathering. Right. Maybe you want to go to your friend's house who's having a potluck instead. Exactly. And that's okay to do. And that's okay. Mm -hmm. Maybe you want to have your friends giving. Maybe you don't have family. Yeah. 
everything is okay. The interesting thing about the holidays is you can create your own traditions. It doesn't have to be family. It can be however you want to, but I want you to take the step to do so. Mm-hmm. Don't let depression win. Right. Don't let it overcome you. And if you're struggling with letting depression win, that's when you seek out help. Right. We have one life and you're here now. You can do it. Yeah. Anything is possible since we're here now, here on this earth. Mm-hmm. Once we die, I don't know. Right. <laughs> right. Right. The, I think that the general, I mean, because we, as humans, we have needs for connection, which I learned from you. Mm-hmm. And we have needs for togetherness. Yeah. And I think it's okay for people to know that if they don't have like that traditional family structure, mm-hmm. that you really can create. Or find a chosen family. Start your own tradition. Yeah, I love that. If your tradition is volunteering, you're engaging with people and you're doing something bigger than yourself. So if you're new to the city, you don't have anyone or you grew up without a family, you grew up in the foster care system, so you have no nuclear family, create your own space. Mm-hmm. Something that you can feel a part of, productive. Mm-hmm. Volunteers of America is a good one. They're always looking for people, mm-hmm. right? So many things in the city, just look for that connection. Even if that connection for you is one person, it's quality over quantity, babe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Even if that connection is giving unto others, even that connection is animals, right? Yeah. Find a connection and find something to break that isolation. Okay. okay. Another thing is that people have is the cognitive portion of depression. Those thoughts, those thoughts that get in, we call it rumination or kind of running on that hamster wheel. They can be anxious thoughts, but they also can be unhelpful thinking or one-sided thinking. You're not good enough. You don't have people anyway. This season is going to suck. You brought this on yourself. The reason why you have no one is because you're poo-poo, essentially, or the other word. Mm -hmm. Those are thoughts. Thoughts are just thoughts. It's like saliva. You can swallow them down or spit them out. Mm. They come from nowhere. Mm. They come from past experience and a combination of things. Just because you think it doesn't mean you have to believe it. Yeah. Think of it like that. Saliva. Mm -hmm. So not judging what you're thinking and not letting your thinking judge you. Mm -hmm. So what I find is effective for a lot of people is thought balancing. It's this concept out of acceptance and commitment. I say thought balancing. People say different things is to say you have this thought. All right. But what's the other side of it? It's to say, well, I have no one and I can create my own traditions and find my own people. And if I don't find people, I can help people who need help. Is to say, well, I'm isolated to the house. I can't walk. I'm sick. I'm chronically ill. And I will find something today that helps me and won't make me suffer. Suffering and pain are not the same. Mm -hmm. Right? You can be depressed, but your resistance to depression, what you do about it creates suffering. So if you're doing stuff throughout the day that makes you worse, that's suffering. Yeah. Do something that at least won't make you worse. And that can be a range of things, I'm sure, right? A like from the food we eat to the media we consume to if we – Taking everything. a step outside on the porch to moving the body to calling someone on FaceTime to how we structure our social media. If you know you open your social media and things are not in a good space, why? Structure it the way you want to. 
Mine is full of comedy videos because that's yeah. just what I need it for. The social aspect of it, how you want it to look. So if looking at social media gets you into a doom scroll, is what they call it, or gets you to judging yourself, then don't do it. It's going to make you worse. Don't do it. Sometimes that's the element of depression. Things may not make you feel better, but don't do the things that make you worse. Mm. And balancing that thinking. If I wake up, oh gosh, I'm in pain today. My mood is awful. Oh gosh, I've lost my loved one. My mood is awful. Well, I'm going to do something today that doesn't make me worse. And yeah. that way at the end of the day, you can say, I did something today that didn't make me worse. Mm -hmm. On the concept of grief as well. Dealing with the loss of a loved one during the holiday season. Mm. Tough. Tough. Not impossible. Fun thing is find your people. If you have them, find people. If you don't have them, search for people. Grief groups. Other people who lost people. Surround yourself with loving people. That includes boundary setting with those who are toxic or not for your best benefit. If they're family members and you feel obligated... Then you go for 15 minutes, pop in, pop out. Oh, I got a lot of things to do. If people are calling on the phone, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to call you back. Mm -hmm. Just limit the duration that you're spending around such people. And if you're there, treat them like a stranger. Hello. And carry on. Ooh, I like that one. You would say hey to Hi, a stranger. Hi, how are you? How are, how are you? Oh, let me go get this Happy food. Happy holidays. And carry on. Wow. Be unbothered. Still like a treat. Be unbothered. Be unbothered. Or act unbothered. We have so, you have, you have, have given us so many like good <laughs> little nuggets yeah. of like, be unbothered. And, and that's what I like to do because that's the cognitive balancing. I like to give these short, quick phrases that you grab onto. So if people, if you just grabbed onto one or two phrases, balance them out with that thinking that does not help you. That's all you get from the day. That's all I want you to take. These quick phrases that you can tell yourself that you can hold on to. Yeah. Catchphrases, essentially, mm -hmm. for battling depression and mm -hmm. blues. Mm -hmm. So the grief part. <sighs> Make a tradition. Remember that that person was much more than their death. Their life was much more than just their death. So remember their lives. I don't care how long or how short they were here on this earth for you. Celebrate their lives in a way that you want to. And if you don't want to, that's okay too. But not to simply remember what they died and how they died. Remember what they left with you. The things, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions of what they left for you and use that in a positive way. A lot of people have, depending on the culture, have different things about the death and, and grieving. So whatever fits to you, La Dia de los Muertos is one, mm -hmm. right? Where they celebrate the dead. Mm -hmm. Find your thing. If you don't have a thing, find one that fits for you. That Because you know without a doubt that your loved one would not want you to be just remembering their death. Yeah. They would want you to remember their life, mm -hmm. right? So finding something that fits life. So all in all, with, with depression and holiday blues, if you find yourself with these little tidbits not being able to pull out of it, Seek assistance, right? There are certain things where people go to seasonally, right? Mm -hmm. They have a battling depression group. We have resources that we'll leave at the end of this episode for balancing it. Um, going to a grief group. If religion and spirituality is your thing, seeking out religious and spiritual counsel as well throughout grief or depression. Talking to your doctor. 
to see, hey, you know, I've been battling depression for a long time. It gets worse during the holidays. Maybe talking about looking at the medical part to see what's going on. And then also focus on that mind and body like we've talked about. Just making sure you're doing things for yourself cognitively, physically, setting up boundaries and pushing through, doing it afraid, doing it sad, knowing that it will give you so much more. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah. So with our Healthy State of Mind podcast, we always have a moment where we do what's called a mindfulness moment. This is a space where we just spend time just reflecting. So what I'm going to do is a little bit different than what we've done in the past. The technical term for this comes out of mindfulness meditation from my people over at sharingmindfulness.com. It's called being with things as they are, right? So what I'm going to challenge you to do um, is just follow what I say. In the meditation moment or the mindfulness moment, we just uncross our legs so the blood can flow on through, get in a comfortable position. If you want to close your eyes, you can. If not, just gaze down at the floor. So being with things while they are where they are is saying that everything here and now today is okay. If you feel whatever you feel, think whatever you think, everything is okay. So just take two deep breaths in. Feeling the breath in the body and how different the body feels to inhale as opposed to exhaling. Maybe fullness as you inhale. And something different as you exhale. I won't say emptiness. It's just different. Because you're not empty. Being with things as you are, as they are, can be difficult. But the intention of it is very purposeful and necessary. So in this next moment, I want you to recall a thought. A ruminative thought. An anxious thought. A depressive thought. That has been getting to you today, yesterday, the past week. Think of something. It could be an emotion as well that's been getting you down. Maybe feeling overwhelmed. Maybe the holidays. Maybe not feeling so great about yourself. Maybe pain. Maybe loss. Maybe stress. And just recall it in your mind. Whatever that thought is, that thought might be, I'm overwhelmed with everything. I don't feel connected with me. I feel alone. And just recall that thought in your head. And breathe. And then balance it out and say to yourself, that thought is just a thought. I can choose to believe it or not. If your thoughts are, I feel overwhelmed, then you say to yourself, I'm going to do everything I can today. If your thoughts are, I miss my loved one, I'm going to remember them in, in the way they would have wanted me and the way I want to. And just let that thought go into the atmosphere, exiting your body. You may even imagine it leaving through your head, bursting out of your chest, exiting through your head or taking a deep breath in and floating out on that breath. It's there. It may come again. That's okay. Be with it as it is and then balance it out and go forward. 
What's important is the things that you do. Not your thinking, not even your feelings. What you do is where you have more control. And then you think of a renewed sense after this thought, this feeling exits your body. Have a renewed sense of the world today, of you today, the holidays today. And then proceed with mindful awareness. And just breathe. And when you're ready, open your eyes. Good. Good. The whole thing of being with things as they are, they come and go. We might not be able to control when they come. That's okay. The mind is meant to do that. We can do. We can act. We can take on the world as we want to in the best way we can. Do it afraid. Do it lonely. Do it scared. Do it depressed. Just do. Thank you everyone for joining us for Healthy State of Mind episode, talking about how to battle the holiday blues, what depression is and what to do with it. If you need additional resources, we will have them at the end. And remember, this doesn't serve as a therapeutic relationship. It is merely educational here to engage you and make you aware of things that are going on as it relates to wellness and well-being. Again, I'm Dr. Tracy Murray, clinical psychologist with Auctioner Health. And I have Caitlin here, who's my co-host. Thank you and enjoy your holidays and just do. Bye.